good morning, good morning, good morning. This is 360 Mind, Body, and Soul, where we work your mind, your body, and your soul. So, uh, anyway, ATL317, good morning. So, um, I have a few things that I'm going to uh, discuss. Uh, we're going to get up into prayer, uh, scripture, some words of wisdom, and some uh, health tips. So anyway, uh, we're just going to go ahead and just jump right in it this morning. Uh, it's 7.04 here, uh, EPT. Uh, so we're just going to jump into the prayer real quick. So uh, here we go. Lord Father, just thank you, Lord Father, for your grace and your mercy that you've shown towards us, Lord Father. Um, thank you, for Lord Father, for being uh, patient with us as we go through transitioning. Uh, uh, we thank you for the shedding of your son's blood so that we can be forgiven for our sins and your mercies can be new every morning. Uh, we thank you for being a patient God. Uh, we thank you for being a, being a merciful God, uh, a forgiving God, a God of love. But always try to keep in our remembrance in our spirit that you're not only a God of love, understanding that you're also a God of judgment discipline and uh, chastisement um, which creates uh, a form of uh, a form of um, balance so Lord Father we thank you for the balance that you have in your infinite knowledge and your infinite wisdom so uh, I pray Lord Father as people are making their commute to school uh, well your know, school work, dropping off kids at the daycare, uh, just doing their daily routines in spite of uh, corona. Uh, I ask that you protect your children, be a hedge of protection round about your children, Lord Father, and open the minds and the understanding of those that are non-believers in the name of Jesus, Lord Father, and help bring them to the light. Uh, so that they can have a better understanding of who you are, what you expect, your expectations, and your love for the most part. Uh, because God is love. And uh, we thank you for the love that you have for us and the world and every creature on this planet. So as we go about your word, uh, uh, we ask the Father that also we'd like you to break the bondages, secret sins, uh, off of people's lives um, you know so that we can be free to worship you uh, with all our heart mind and understanding and uh, we pray that you will help us have a productive day today and to be a good provider for our families and an example to those that uh, do not know Christ or Example to those that uh, reject Christ so that I, I feel that maybe they won't have an excuse uh, whenever uh, Judgment Day comes collectively or individually. So um, we pray that as, for, as far as, uh, as we go through your word, excuse me, as we go through your word, that you would uh, give us nuggets of wisdom, nuggets of understanding to help us understand who you are as the most high God and 
what your expectations are and something to edify our spiritual man as we try to maneuver around the obstacles that the enemy puts in place. In Jesus' name, all your children, true children, love you. And so do I, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to jump right off into the word. And uh, we're going to be coming out of uh, Proverbs. I'm not going to uh, be real long-winded with this because I'm going to try to uh, have good time management with everything that I want to, um, I feel led to talk about. So, so we're going to uh, go with uh, Psalms, well, not Psalms, uh, Proverbs of Solomon, uh, one, uh, let's see where we can start off at. I'm freestyling again today. <laughs> let's see. Okay, well, we're going to start off at uh, Solomon uh, 1 and 7. Um, so that's Solomon 1 and 7. And it reads thus as such. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and chastening. My son, hearken unto the chastening of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an increase of grace unto thy head, and protection about thy neck. So I'm just going to elaborate a little bit on the starting with the uh, Solomon uh, one and seven. It talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And when I think about that, the beginning of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. So, I mean, if you have a fear of God, I mean, and it's not the fear of like a trembling type of scared, old, terrified type of fear is more or less a fear as as in respect. You know, that uh, you respect who he is. You respect his authority. You respect him being the creator. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so many things that you could say, but still not, but still not really touch a lot of who God really is from a human angel whatever the case might be perspective you know I mean we can only talk with the tongues and and the definitions that we have in our Webster's dictionaries and so on and so forth but you uh, I don't think it's a word that really can touch the true essence of who God is <laughs> You know, from where we coming from. I mean, so just the respect of God, just the respect of who He is, His creation, and what He's already done—the creation of the world, the, the 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 earth, the sky, the water, the food, the animals, the people, the angels, the everything. Just Him doing that alone. And creating you on top of that, uh, it definitely deserves some type of respect level. And, you know, even with that being said, it's still it's still crazy but because it's still entities that roam this earth right today that have no respect for that type of power. 
And that's kind of scary to think about that a person or being or creature doesn't respect that type of power and that type of authority. And to me, if a creature or person doesn't respect that type of power and that type of authority, that means it's some type of disconnect within the mental realm of that person's being. Because if something like that doesn't strike terror in your heart to think about if that type of power comes against you, you see what I'm saying? If that type of power comes against you and you still yet have not, no fear, your pride, the word of God said, pride goes before destruction. You see what I'm saying? Pride goes before destruction. So these entities have a form of pride and pride can lead you straight to hell. Pride can lead you to a, a, down a destructive road. Pride can lead you in a, lead, lead you in a lot of different places you don't want to go. You know, pride. Pride is not a very, very nice thing to have, and especially not a good thing to lead you around. <laughs> I'm just being honest because pride, pride keeps wicked people from doing the right thing. Pride keeps wicked people from having a fear of the most powerfulest being that's ever been existed and, and ever will exist. And to me, that's self-destructive. You know, that's self-destructive. I mean, that's it's kamikaze. You know, it's like you you that's not a wise decision. And, and, and not being wise means you lack understanding. You know, because if you don't fear or respect that type of power, you definitely lack some understanding. You have pride and a lot of other words that could probably uh, uh, be meshed together to uh, identify best as we can from what your mental state is to the fact that you don't respect that type of power. So anyway, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and chastening. And we already talking about the wisdom part of that. Now the chastening part, whew, that chastening part is the fact of you know God, you know, um, correcting you. Uh, and and God, I feel like God has a lot of different ways of correcting an individual. Uh, because if you have children, I mean, I mean, you really, you don't correct them the same way. You might have a boy and a girl, you, and they do different stuff and they do different things that might not be right, but you don't correct them both the same way. I mean, if you want to be a good parent, because how I correct my son might not be the way that I need to correct my daughter and it's not going to bring about the same results you see what I'm saying now with my son I might have to uh, you know whoop his butt you know to get him to, to, to understand where I'm coming from and he's good after that you know and then, but then if I whoop my daughter like the same way I whoop my son 
you know, she might take that a whole different type of way due to the fact that her makeup is different. She might take that in a, a totally very, very, very negative way and, and, and be scarred by that for a while behind that. And the same way with her. If I tell her, hey, don't do that, stop that, and get in her face, I don't whoop her, but I get in her face and tell her, hey, don't do that no more. I told you don't do that no more. And like my daughter, when she was younger, I would do that and she would cry. And I mean, and she would act like I hurt her soul by me getting in her face, telling her, you know, don't do this or whatever, whatever the case may be. And it was almost like I whooped her. It, it took the, it got the same, I, I got the same point across by getting in her ver- her face versus whooping her. Do your son the same way, that might go in one ear and out the other. You know. So, I mean, the point, what I'm trying to make with that is that, you know, God deals with every individual in different types of ways. Because we all have different personalities. We all have, we have all different types of things that are different. So, God cannot have uh, a... a God cannot have a cookie cutter, a cookie cutter type of a discipline rod that he uses for everybody at the same time. Now, it's a discipline rod, but it's different. Everybody need to be dealt with differently, basically. So anyway, but the thing about it is God is, is doing this for a reason. He's not, he's not chastening you or chastising you because this is something he like to do like man like man will do evil stuff to you because he gets a, a a thrill off of it you know it does something pleasing to him it makes him feel good in some warped and twisted way you know god ain't like man or whatever the case might be god doesn't when he chastens you or chastises you he's doing it with the purpose of uh, giving you more growth, giving you, getting you on the right path, helping you gain wisdom and understanding. I mean, a lot of positive things, which we might not think that's all positive as we're going through the ordeal. Trust and believe, I know. But the fact still remains that God's ways is higher than our ways and his thoughts is higher than our thoughts. So at the end of the day, he's trying to bring about a, a, a good a good uh, uh flower uh, he's trying to bring something good out of you man's not so when man does evil i mean well not evil but when when man calls himself correcting you or doing bad stuff to you or whatever the case might be he's doing it because for his own selfish pleasures and getting his jollies off by seeing you squirm or being discomfort he likes that and it's, it's twisted and it's weird I'm going to say that again. It's twisted and it's weird. So anyway, it says, number eight, it says, My son, hearken unto the chastening of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an increase of grace unto thy head and protection about thy neck. My son, if a sinner entice thee, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lay in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as Shiloh and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all kinds of riches. We shall fill our houses with spoil. 
Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. And I wrote in I wrote on that and it said building a temple for evil. That was something that I wrote on there. Building a temple for evil. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Okay. You know what? And I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on that and then I'm going to move forward with uh the next, ne the next segment of what I wanted to speak about. Now, it says, uh, my son, if sinners entice thee, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lay in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us, and it gives on some more elaboration about bad stuff to do to somebody. So, the beginning of that, it says, you know, sinners don't let sinners entice you. Do not consent to sinners that entice you to go with them and cause somebody that's innocent some type of harm, murder, kill, steal, whatever. So it's it's kind of funny because if you think about the word entice, it says do not let sinners entice you. So my thing, what I want to do. I want to look up the word entice, even though if, you know, we all pretty much know what entice means, but I want to break it down and see what it, 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 it says about that. So let's look up the word entice. Give me a second here. I still haven't started getting this, this segment, uh, this show, uh, you know, structured out yet, but, you know, bear with me. We going to get through. We going to get through. Hold on. I, I need two phones is what I really need. He got two phones. God is the plug. <laughs> That's real talk. God is the plug. I remember back in the days they used to talk about um, the, the plug. Y'all know what that means. If y'all ever been out there in the streets, y'all know what it means as far as talking about the plug. I always, I always felt like, shoot, God was the, the real plug, like, for real. <laughs> now, hold on, give me a second here. Shit, I'm in the wrong. Let's see. Okay, it says to attract by arousing desire or hope, lure. Ooh, that get kind of that get kind of deep right there. So you mean to tell me that somebody that doesn't follow the laws of God is going to present something to my flesh that will arouse me? In some type of way, cause some type of desire for me, or give me some type of hope. And hope is if I do this, I will get this. Some type of reward. 
So if I go with you to help you draw blood to the innocent and help you lurk for the innocent, then I am in expectation of something that you're going to do for me. Um, and whatever you're doing, saying to me, is also going to make me feel some type of desire, uh, arouse some type of desire in my flesh. Which means you possibly know what I like or what everybody likes. And I know one thing that everybody likes. It's a universal language and it's called money. Money is a universal language. Everybody, the word of God says money answers all things. So that would be a good way. See, because you know when people give gifts, you know, during Christmas time, holidays, and you know, all kinds of different holidays or baby shower, whatever. You know, if people don't know what to get you, nine times out of ten, the best way to do it is give somebody some money. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about what size they wear, what size shoe they wear, you know, what what they what cologne perfume they like to smell like. You ain't got you can cut straight to the cake, the chase, and and just give them some money and, and call it a day. And best believe they're gonna be happy with that. And maybe matter of fact, some people might prefer you to give them money than shop for a gift. They might want to do some old extra stuff with the money. Shame on them. Now, now <laughs> but what I'm saying, money, man, money answers all things. So anyway, so whatever it says, it says this evil person is going to appeal to this other person's flesh by luring them into doing what they want to do, uh, luring them to come in, in an agreement with them due to uh, arousing a certain desire that they feel like I already have. Okay? So, my son here can... It's okay. The, the fear of the Lord... Where I was at? Where I was at? Mm, okay. My son, if sinners entice... Which we just broke that word down. My son, if sinners entice thee, do not consent. So let's look up the word consent. Consent, consent, consent. Even though we pretty much feel like we know what the word consent means, but we still gonna break it down. Break it down, break it down, break it down. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I, I definitely gonna have to do a little bit better with this. Um, already having this stuff prepared so I don't have to go through just looking at words up and I already have it already looked up. And it looks like this dictionary does not have that word in there. What the heck? <laughs> See, this is... Okay, oh, yes it does. Okay. It says consent. A agreement and acceptance as to an act so this agreement and acceptance as to an act that means that they're a sinner person that don't want to have nothing to do with God basically they want you 
to do something that's really immoral against an innocent person with the hopes of possibly receiving something that's appealing to your fleshly desires to cause you to want to come into agreement with what they want to do only because they're appealing to your hope of receiving whatever it is they're offering to appeal to your fleshly desires and your fleshly wants. Okay. If they say come with us, let us lay in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as Shiloh and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all kinds of riches. We shall fill our houses with spoil. So it sounds like they're trying to convince this other individual to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, whatever to this innocent person in hopes of, hey, I'm going to make this sound real good to you. When we get this done, oh, you're not going to believe how much money you're going to get. You're not going to believe what type of vacations you're going to go on. You're not going to believe what type of girls is going to like you, what type of men is going to want you. We're going to fill these houses with sport. Everything in your house is going to be a 60-inch screen TV with the surround sound. You know, filling your house with spoils. You know, all kind of stuff that make you your house just seem like you got it going on. You know, filling your house with spoils. 60-inch screen TVs, surround sounds. You know, uh, do they still do that clap on, clap off? Uh, lights. <laughs> you can tell I'm getting older because I don't think people ever know what clap on, clap off lights is. But anyway... So, you know, basically fill your house with spoils, you know, and all in the hopes of, you know, getting whatever, but you're doing something to somebody that don't deserve to be hunted down, somebody that don't deserve to be stalked, somebody that don't deserve to have their blood spilled, but you want to do all these wicked things to this innocent individuals in the hopes of gaining something tangible money, TVs cars and on and on all in, all with the penalty of somebody else paying their blood being spilled you know so you willing to have blood on your hands because you got deceived by the enemy with some, some of it might be false, and but and some of it might be true. But the fact of it is, even if it is true that the enemy gonna give you X, Y, Z, for one, the word of God says, "What do you have to gain the whole world and lose your soul?" And people are selling their soul for a lot less than the world. So you getting crumbs. That ain't gonna last, cause it says sin lasts, sin only lasts for a season. 
whatever this lengthy time period of season is. So sin lasts for a season and you then got blood on your hands for something temporary. It, it can't get no more broke down than that. You got deceived by the enemy in the hopes of fulfilling your flesh and it seemed desirable to you to spill blood and hunt an innocent person down so that you could fill your house with spoils for a season and now you got the stain of blood on your hands. I don't know. I'm, listen, I'm only telling you what the word of God says. If you don't believe me, read Proverbs uh, Read Proverbs 1, uh, read Proverbs 1 through 14. Proverbs 1 through 14. And I got like two more minutes on here. Uh, so, okay, it says, we shall find all kinds of riches. We shall fill our houses with spoil. So he said, we're going to find all kind of riches, you know, trying to appeal to your flesh. Dif people use different words to appeal to your flesh and make you feel like, want you to feel uh, 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 anxious. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, that sounds good. Oh, man. Oh, for real? For real? Itchy ears. Itchy ears. For real? They got this. They got that. We can get this. We can. Oh, man. That's why he, he's talking about, uh, uh. All kinds of spoils because they don't want to target one thing that you could get because they don't know if that's going to 100% pull you in. So, so to cover all aspects, I'm gonna tell you we're gonna have all kinds of spoils. So I didn't just tell you we just gonna we're gonna be able to have a 60 inch TV when we get done. I'm gonna tell because you know you might like a 60 inch TV, you might like a 60 inch TV, but. That I want, I want to get you to come up on a board. So I'm gonna overdo it. I'm gonna say we gonna get a 60 inch TV. We gonna get a hundred thousand dollar car. We gonna get a three hundred thousand dollar house. We gonna have girls sitting in there waiting on you. We gonna have champagne. We gonna, we gonna do all this. So I, I want, I want to make sure you gonna come aboard with this plotting scheme that I got. That's why some people. Can't resist it. The enemy. When the enemy comes to tight entice you, some people can't resist it because the enemy will come on strong. Oh, trust and believe. He gonna come on strong. He ain't gonna tell you what thing you can get. He gonna have a long list of things that he know you already like. So it's gonna be irresistible to some people. So it says, then cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse, building a, and then I put, I put, building a temple for evil. So I'm going to stop right there. So it says, uh, cast in thy lot among us. So, so it's something that I'm trying to do, and it's something that you have, and I want you to throw your lot in with our lives. So I haven't got a chance to break that down, but basically that's just saying you know, kind of like investing with each other. You know what I'm saying? How you got a partner and y'all going to invest into real estate. Hey, bro, I got 30000 You got You got 30000 Here, let's put all that together. Get an LLC. A LLC to start my own business. 
and we're gonna get an LLC. You got 30,000, I got 30,000, we get an LLC. We split the cost of the LLC license and we gonna come and bring this thing together and we gonna get this bread, you know? So that's what he's talking about, cash your lot of money. And, it's in, and that type of thing, when you got money attached and we doing something together, that means we're bonding. We're bonding together. So that means you, I, I should be able to count on you. And that means that you almost like kind of signed a contract with me, whether you signed it in blood or whatever the case might be. Now I got you to the point where we're, I got you locked in. See, before you kind of, you kind of, it was a little free. But once you cash your lot in with me, and you sign that LLC contract as a partner, now you locked in. Now, to me, being locked in, it, it, it kind of sounds like a trap to me. You know, it, it, contracts to me can be traps. Some contracts can be good, some contracts can be bad. But sometimes a contract can work against you. A contract can be a trap. So me casting my lot in your purse, in your bag, invested in your LLC, it could be a trap depending on what the contracts say. That's why you got to have a lawyer to read over your contract before you sign anything. Have a magnifying glass on the fine print. Just sign. Listen, most of the time, I've done this a lot of times. And they because they know you don't want to read the entire thing. Hey, they're trying to give you an overview of what each line or each paragraph says. Hey, okay, paragraph one says that you are allowing us to do blah, 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 blah. And they just giving you an overview and you sign it, paragraph one. But then when stuff hits the fan and you get your lawyer to read over the contract, you went by their overview, but they didn't give you an overview detail for detail what line one really was talking about. <laughs> now, I, now, I don't know this one part what I'm getting ready to say to be true. Now, people have been waiting on this $12,000 this stimulus check. Now, I don't know this to be true, but I'm going to tell you what, it do sound about right. So don't quote me on this and do your own investigation on this. It's been said that even though you're getting this $12,000, you're going to have to pay it back during uh, tax time next year because it's some type of loan and not free money. Which it should be free money. Y'all print money every day, all day for the free. <laughs> so, I mean, do your own investigation. If you get that check in the mail, and, and do your own investigation. If they say, okay, it's, it's free money, okay. If they say it's going to come out your taxes, then you already know what time it's going to be. When tax time comes. So... Just be aware, man. Do your own investigation on some of these things, you know? So, anyway, I'm going to move. I really don't want to spend too much with it. I was going to move on to some other topics, but I'm going to cut it short right there. It's been I've been on the air for uh, 35 minutes now. I really wanted to start it off doing 30-minute segments, so I'm just going to close out for right now and uh, revisit uh, some juicy issues, man. Oh, man, I got some juicy, juicy, juicy stuff to talk about. I'm telling you. I mean, it's beneficial, too. You know what I'm saying? And knowledge to, and knowledge to really know. 
um, so we're going to uh, revisit. I might even revisit it today because and, and, I, I, I'm just anxious to really talk about this. It's dealing with Valentine's Day. So just to let you know, it's dealing with Valentine's Day. Man, it's amazing some of the things that, uh, things I found out and researched and found out. Crazy. So anyway, hey, God bless y'all. To my angels out there, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all. And to my soldiers, I salute you. Stay on the battlefield. Do what you got to do um, for the Lord, you know. And uh, other than that, man, you know, ATL, yeah, uh, 360 mind, body, and soul. Where we work your mind, your body, and your soul. ATL, 317. Let's get it. Ugh. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, say I, I appreciate those that have uh, listened in. Um, you know, I've only done this twice now. So uh, we're, it's just going to get better as we go on, you know. But I definitely appreciate uh, the ones that have already, uh, you know, checked out and seen what's going on. So, um, so uh, I guess we can start off with a word of prayer because I, I gotta say today's topic is about a Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know Valentine's Day is over with, but we can still talk about statistics, things about Valentine's Day, and a lot of other different things about Valentine's Day that I've done some research and found out. So. So let's get some prayer in the way because uh, at some point, I, I'm not really sure whether I'm going to do the word of God first or uh, um, or do the Valentine Day uh, things I found out first. Um, importancy does not mean, you know, placement. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start some prayer. Okay. Lord Father, I come before you, Lord Father. I just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord Father. I thank you for being uh, an awesome God, a, a merciful God, a God that knows all things, a God that's uh, knowledge is infinite, understanding is infinite. Uh, I just thank you for being a good God, a loving God, a merciful God, because you could be uh, whatever kind of God that you want to be. You could be a wicked God if you wanted to be. You could be a hateful God if you wanted to be. And nobody would be able to tell you the difference or do anything about it. So I thank you for being a loving God and a merciful God. So as we go through your word, Lord Father, I pray to Lord Father that you would help me gain some type of knowledge and understanding and wisdom from your word of God as I go throughout your word and turn your pages in the holy scriptures I pray Lord Father that you would release your people from bondage Lord Father that you would break the chains of bondage and the secret sins off of their lives Lord Father that you would cast the enemy out in, in out of darkness into the dry places Lord Jesus that you would uh, allow me and your people to take back the territory that is rightfully ours in the name of Jesus. 
I pray, Lord Father, that you tear the Satan's kingdom down in the name of Jesus, that you would tear it down and uh, utterly not allow it to uh, rise again for all evermore in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that we bind that you bind the enemy, bind the enemy's mouth, bind the enemy's hands, bind the enemy's feet. Any demonic forces working against me or your people, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord Father, that you would bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that you just bind these spirits that are running rampant throughout the world and throughout the earth so that we can, um, you know, freely give you your worship and your praise and walk in your statues without being judged or without being persecuted or without being uh, held in bondage, without being manipulated, deceived, robbed, killed, and stole because we're doing the rightful thing, the thing that we're supposed to do, and that's to give you the praise and the honor and try and live peacefully with our neighbors and, and so on and so forth. But with the type of turbulence that's going on within this world, which is your world, Lord Father, um, the enemy's not allowing your people to be able to do worship you and do things with you freely without coming up under persecution. So I pray, Lord Father, that you will break the hand of the enemy Shut the mouth of the enemy in the name of Jesus and cast the enemy out and cast the enemy out into outer darkness, into the depths of hell in the name of Jesus. But not my will, Lord Father, but your will be done as it is on earth, as it is as in heaven, as it is in earth. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. Now we got that in the way. So, uh, I'm just going to start where the Bible had opened up. So, I guess, you know, I'm saying the best thing to do probably would be, since we said a prayer, is to go directly to the Word of God. And then, uh, once we put in the work, and then it's time, fun, fun time, you know, the, the Valentine's Day topic, you know. So, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, put in the work with this Word of God. And then after that, we can move on to some topics that might, you know, might you, might, uh, help you get a little chuckle here and there you know what i mean <laughs> so anyway uh we're gonna go to proverbs 7 7 and 1 and it says my son keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye bind them upon thy fingers write them upon the tablet of thine heart now i'm gonna stop right there uh, it's, it's at the, the first one it says my son keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee keep my commandments and live in my law as the apple of thy eye so seven and two says keep keep my commandments and and I'm pretty sure you know what I'm saying if you if you were an adult teenager whatever the case may be you I mean you know what keeping a commandment is you know what keeping the law is you know you know what keeping man's law is you know uh, shoot man comes up with all kinds of laws and rules 
Every day it seems like they're coming up with a, 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 a new rule or a new commandment, you know, man's commandment. You know, uh, they make sure that we we, we know what the, their rules are and what their commandments are. And everybody knows that, you know, you know, certain things, you know, I mean, certain rules that they set in place, the law of the land, you know, saying to put it uh, simple, the law of the land. So, um, and you know what type of penalty that you would get by not obeying the laws of the land, you know what I'm saying, according to man. You know, if man says, hey, uh, you know, ride a motorcycle with a helmet. And if you ride a motorcycle without a helmet, then we're going to pull you over, give you a ticket, impound your motorcycle, and then you have to pay money to get it out, come to court, pay court costs, pay ticket price, get a lawyer, pay the lawyer price. It'll be a whole lot going on. A lot of stuff that you don't want to go through just because you did not want to wear your helmet. So the best thing to do is just probably go ahead and wear that helmet. And so therefore you can avoid all that unnecessary, you know, all that uh, rigmarole of breaking yourself, (laughs) you know. So anyway, I mean, we know man's laws, but do we know God's commandments? So... It says, which God's commandments is definitely the most important of all. So it says, keep my commandments and live. So right after he's saying, keep my commandments, he's attaching being, being, you know, it's either life or death. You see what I'm saying? I don't care if you're a demon, angel, human, whatever you are, you know, it's still going to be a life or death deal. You know, and the thing about it is, life and death is opposite of each other. If you're if you're alive, you're not dead, and if you're dead, you're not alive. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, if keeping God's commandment causes you to be alive, and I, I feel like more than one way, it could be a lot of different avenues of being alive. What God's talking about. But I'm just going to talk about the first one that comes to my mind as far as, you know what I'm saying, being alive. So keeping God's commandments will cause you to be alive. I also feel like alive, everlasting alive too. So, you know, uh, keeping you alive. So the opposite of that, I mean, is death. So if, if keeping your commandments keeps me alive, so what happens if I don't keep your commandments? Nine times out of ten, that probably means death. So, it says, keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of the of thine eye. So, if it said, keep my law as the apple of thine eye, you know, and I feel like that's really talking about just really keeping God's law also, I think it means probably reading the Word of God, uh, you know, listening to the Word of God. You know, they got CD tapes that you can listen to the Word of God now, 2020 staff. You know, you can listen to preaching, ministering, ministers. Um, you know, it's a lot of different things that you could do, 2020 staff, to uh, keep the, the God's law 
as the apple of your eye. It doesn't necessarily just mean, to me, my opinion is that it doesn't necessarily mean just the reading of the word, but it could be the listening of the word. Um, you know, a lot of different things, you know, get me? So, um, so it says, uh, that they may keep thee from, hold on a the apple of thy eye, bind them upon thy fingers. Now that part is talking about, I really feel like that part right there is talking about, you know what I'm saying, as you turn a page in the Bible, the words is on your fingertips. You know what I mean? So you're, you're running, you're going through the words. So bind them, hold on a bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the tablet of thy heart. So when you writing something on, if you know, because I'm breaking this, I'm breaking it down as I go. Because if you writing on a piece of paper, that means that it's on there. I mean, you know, if you write it on a piece of paper in ink, uh. It's on that paper. It ain't no wiping it off, brushing it off like it was some dust on your paper. It's, it's wrote on there. So if the word of God and God's principles and understandings is wrote on the tablets of your heart. Tablets. You know, they used to write scriptures and stuff like that on tablets. You know, so the tablets of your heart. That means it's supposed to be always in your heart. You know, and so if, if, if it's on your heart and if something comes about, it seems like that you will get a, a, a type of conviction going. You know what I mean? Like, because it's on your heart. Like, if if I know that I, if I'm trying to get to do something wrong and it's on my heart, the talents of my heart, God's law, this is going to be kind of hard for me to do that because I'm going to get convicted because it's on my heart. Now, if God's word ain't in my heart, then I probably won't have no conviction and no uh, sensitivity to what I'm going to do type stuff. You know, and I'm not talking about people that are being abused. I'm not talking about people that are slaves. I'm not talking about anybody that's under some type of bondage and some type of sex trafficking or anything like that. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, just as far as just allow that type of stuff to go on because you're supposed to obey God's law. It's a, see, this word of God can be a little kind of different if you don't really understand certain things because God does not want you to be a slave. God does not want you to always uh, be up under somebody else's subjection, especially when they're evil, uh, evil entity. So, I mean, that's not what God wants. So when he talks about certain things, you got to remember what type of setting he's talking about this in. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, because if somebody trying to make me be a slave, they're going to have a hard time to go. You know, yeah, we know the word of God says love your neighbor as you love yourself. But do you think God say let your neighbor come over your house and abuse you and beat you up and do whatever he want to do to you and your family? And you supposed to say, okay, well, the word of God says love my neighbor, so I'm going to love you regardless of what you do to me. You know, you have to exercise some type of wisdom when you when you walking with God and, and doing his word and loving God. You have to use some wisdom with that because that's the same stuff that in the old days, the slave master tried to use against the slaves.
you know, to keep the slaves under bondage mentally, spiritually, and physically. You know, so I don't want to get off into that topic because that's a whole nother episode. We talking about Valentine's Day in a few minutes. So just remember wisdom. Um, okay, it says, Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the woman belonging to someone else, from the stranger who flatters with her words. Hmm, making you feel good about, this is something that I wrote, making you feel good about yourself, feeling your pride, honor. Okay, so it says, that they may keep thee from the woman belonging to someone else, from the stranger who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house, I look through my, hold on, my casement. The windows of my house, I look through my casement. Hmm. And behold, among the simple ones, I discern among the youth a young woman, void of understanding, passing through the streets near her corner, and he went the way of her in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark of night. And behold, a woman met him with the attire of a harlot, prostitute. And sub, sub, sub to, I wrote this scripture. See, I still haven't got it down packed as far as um, structured out yet. So y'all still bear with me. This is day two, you know, because I already want to have this already wrote out and looked up and everything like that. So anyway, uh, I, so she caught him and so she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face said unto him had promised sacrifices of peace. Today I have pawned my vows. Anyway, I'm gonna start back up where we said it said uh at seven. Uh for the with the window of my house I looked through my ca- casement and beheld among the simple ones a discern a discerning among the youth a young woman void of understanding. Basically, I ain't gonna read all that again, but it talks about uh it's some it's some woman, and uh, she was dressed like a prostitute. And I don't know how the prostitutes dressed back then, but I know how the prostitutes dress in 2020. <laughs> you know, uh, I know how they dress in 2020. Oh boy, you can go so many different directions with that. Oh my God. <laughs> So she was dressed in the in, in the attire of a prostitute. She caught this man, kissed him, and um hold on, let me read this. It says in the twilight, it say passing through the streets near her corner. So she was in the streets near her corner. So wherever she was at. She was circling around where she usually hangs out at. And if she got a certain spot that she usually hangs out at, where everybody knows where they can get access to her, and she knows where everybody can get access to her, see, she she has set up shop in a particular uh, area. 
You know what I'm saying? So wherever that area, we talking about 2020 staff. So wherever her area of her choice and her liking, she has set up a type of foundation there so that everybody knows where to come to to get the services that she wants to offer. And it said that she's circling around that area. She's not leaving that area, but she still wants to maneuver around and probably do whatever, you know, survey this, survey that, but yet she don't want to stray too far away from the area that everybody knows that she's going to be at because she's already set up a foundation in that particular area. And to move too far away from that area means it would take away from her money because she might miss some money. She might miss an opportunity to uh, allow uh, a man to come hang out with her uh, for a little bit of money. So that means you, you're gonna be she'll be messing her money up if she straight too far away from her her uh, 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 her headquarters. But she wants to circle though. She, you know, if somebody's always circling around that area, it's like they can't sit still in that certain area. They want to just be all over the place, trying to get more people to 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 partake in whatever they want people to partake in, which was probably which was her lust. What that's what prostitutes do. Everybody know what a prostitute is, you know. So anyway, it says. For the, for the window of my house, I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones a discernment. See, see, the word of God says right there, and you know what I said? This speaks to me too in some other different type of a ways. Because the, the word of God says whoever these people are that this woman is dwelling among and prostituting herself and prostituting herself Two, they simple. They lack understanding. They have no understanding. They're simple. Like they, they can't see beyond what's in front of their face. They can't open. They don't know how to open up their third eye. They're simple. So with simple people, simple people fall victim to stuff. Easy. Because they're simple. You know, so this woman is dwelling among the simple. Why is this? Why isn't this woman dwelling among the strong-minded people? Why isn't she dwelling? Because they're not easy pickings. The strong-minded people aren't easy pickings. So of course, this woman is going to dwell among the simple, where she can get her uh, percentage rates up a little bit more, a little bit higher. You know, not saying that some people don't fall, that are wiser, wise in some areas, but her pickings can be a little bit more, her percentage can be a little bit more higher if she dwells among the simple. So it said, and beheld among the simple ones, I discern among the youth a young man void of understanding. Passing through the streets near her corner, and he went the way to her house. This man went to that woman's house, 
in the twilight, in the evening, in the black, dark night. So this man went to this woman's house, this, this prostitute. He went to this prostitute's house in the nighttime, the twilight of the night. So if, why didn't this man go to the woman's house during the daytime? The prostitute's house during the daytime. I mean, if you don't care about what nobody think, and if you ain't doing nothing wrong, then you don't care how much light is shined on you. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you don't care about what you do during the day, who see, whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever. But it, it said he went to her at night when some people are sleeping, ain't nobody moving around. You know what I mean? It's quiet. I can go, I can go to the prostitute's house undetected. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can go to this prostitute's house undetected and won't nobody know. And I can have my feel of lustful pleasures in the twilight of the night and in the twilight of the dark. See, that's one thing about evil. Evil and uh, uh, not nice intentions like to do things in the dark. And the dark represents not being able to see. Nobody else able to see. You know, your deeds don't be exposed. See, when he went to when he said he went to the prostitute, he didn't want what he was doing to be exposed because he already know what he was doing was wrong. He know going to that prostitute was wrong. That's why he did it in the dark. In the twilight of the dark. So it said in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And beheld a woman met him. So it said he went to her. And then it said the woman met him with the attire of a harlot. So she already knew he was coming to see her. And she, and she. He, 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 he can't wait to get to her and she can't wait to get to him. Cause it said she, it didn't say she was chilling at her house waiting on him. It said that she met him, which means she met him halfway or whatever the case might be. You feel what I'm saying? She met him. She went to him and it said he went to her. And when, and when she went to him, she made sure she had on something that was going to entice him and arouse the lustful pleasures that was in, she already know was in him because he wouldn't even came that way. He probably already been with that woman before. You see what I'm saying? So he already know. So she going to make sure. So she going she gonna to dress in attire that's going to seduce him, entice him to continue on, to continue on in the act of what she already knows he wants. You see what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is she already knew this man. She already knew who this man was. So they didn't probably, if she's a prostitute nine times out of ten, that means they already had some dealings before. So why is this woman, if she's already knowing that they didn't have dealings before, why is she still dressed in, in something sexy? Because she want to make sure that he's going to be a repeat customer. <laughs> you know? 
she wanna make sure that he's a repeat customer. So she gonna make sure she look good and smell good. Come running to him. You know, meeting him halfway. She wants to keep him coming back. So anyway, it said, and beheld a woman met him with the attire of a harlot, prostitute, and pseudotude of heart. I, I'm gonna have to break that word down next time we revisit this. Oh, oh yes, oh yeah, I did, but I already break it down, didn't I? Hold on. Well, it said number two, it said, crafty, cunning, snake, difficult to detect. Okay, now it says right there, okay, okay. It says, and she met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty, cunning, uh, snaky-like, difficult to detect. Okay. Of heart. So this says this was in her heart. That's S-U-B-T-I-L. I can't remember. Subdutal. It's, it's, whatever this word is, I remember. I just can't really pronounce it, but it's talking about the same thing that the snake, the, the snake did in the Garden of Eden. S-U-B-T-I-L. It's, that word was used also when uh, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and the snake. So it said she had the same stuff going on in her heart. So basically she didn't even care about that man really. She didn't love that man. She could care less about if that man got killed, if that man's family is doing good, if that anything, you know, like normal people would care about. She didn't care about that man because it says right there in the word of God that in her heart was already some crafty stuff going on. It was already some cunning stuff going on. And it was already some snaky stuff going on that's hard to detect. So all this is going on in her heart and she's meeting him. On on the outside, she's dressed like a prostitute, smelling good, smelling like bath and body works on the outside. And then on the inside of her, she got crafty, cunning, snake-like behaviors on the inside. And she ran to meet him. So you mean to tell me she ran to meet him because she missed him and she want to live and spend a whole lifelong time with this man? And she got all those things in her heart already. Yeah, right. He probably didn't know no better because he couldn't see that woman's heart. He can only see her dressed in an attire of a harlot to, to appeal to his 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 uh his physical nature, his his you know his his sexuality. She wants to appeal to his sexuality, but she's not revealing the the crafty, cunning, and snake-like mentality that she has on the inside of her. So that means she's being deceptive. So anyway, this says she is loud and stubborn. Her feet do not abide in her house. Now without, now in the streets, she lies in wait at every corner. Whew. That woman busy doing bad stuff. It says she lies at every corner. 
And see, that thing about, I, I got like, like 10 more, I'm just gonna do like 10 more minutes or something, but it, it talks about, she didn't only just stand at one corner and set up shop on one corner and run to meet men. She set up shop on every corner she possibly could. With, you gotta think about it. If she's setting up, if she's at every corner setting up shop of, of, of fornication and lust and she's setting up lust at every corner she can like like it's a candy store. Ooh, I'm gonna set up a lust shop over there. I'm gonna set up a lust and sinning shop over there. I'm gonna set up a lust and sinning shop over here. So she's just everywhere trying to set up lustful and sinful shops everywhere to draw in people. She so it says so she caught him and so she caught him and kissed him. And with an important and an imputant, I can't say that word, face said unto him, probably a face that he didn't recognize was an evil face. I want to look up that word, but I don't have that much time right now to do that. So I know what it's talking about. A face that you wouldn't think that she had nothing going on in her heart, basically. So she called him and kissed him with a imputant face said unto him, I have promised sacrifice of peace today and I have paid my vows so she kissed him and that you know sometimes when somebody kiss you they're trying to project on you that they're a friend that they're, they're they they have they love you that they care about you that you know a lot of good positive things is is what causes people to want to kiss you so we have a woman here dressed like a prostitute, trying to appeal to my sexual nature, got the heart of a snake, and she kissing me to make me feel like she's cool. That what's in her heart ain't really what's in her heart. Ooh, that, that can get real nasty. So, it said, and then she told him, I had promised sacrifice of peace today. I had paid my vows. Therefore, I came forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. So now she telling this man, I'm gonna give you the rundown. <laughs> I only got like I got like two more minutes. I'm gonna be over. So she get she told this man, I'm gonna break it down. She ran and met this man diligently to come see him. That means, hey, I care about you because I'm coming to you. Then she, then she's dressed like a harlot, appealing to his sexual nature. Then she's not telling him that she's got snaky type of intentions and crafty intentions on the inside of her. And then she kissed him to project to him that, hey, we cool and I care about you. And then she told this man, hey, I just got done. I just came back from church. I just got out of church and paid my vows to the most high God. And that means I'm trying to let you know I'm a spiritual type of person. And if I'm trying to let you see that I'm not a spiritual type of person and that I believe in the most high God like that, then that means you should trust me. <laughs> Man, and that's just a little paragraph. 
This woman did everything. She wasn't playing no games. Come on. And then she's on every corner setting up shop. This woman wasn't playing no games. And it said, I had, I had decked my bed with coverings of, uh, what's it, tap, pat, it's some kind of scent, with carved works, with fine linen, with fine linen from, linen from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. So she trying to tell this man, hey, not only do I smell good and I look good, I got my house smelling good. The bed that we gonna, we gonna be laying on, it smell good. The linen is from the finest of Egypt. It's gonna feel good, it gonna smell good. I look good. I'm kissing you, we best friends. Whoo! She, and, and she didn't tell him that she's already been on every corner. She didn't tell him that in her heart, she's really a snake. She's really cunning. She's really crafty and hard to detect what I got going on. She told him, I just got back from church. I paid my vows to God. I look good. My bed's the fine linen and it smell good. And I'm kissing you because I care about you. And I met you halfway because I was anxious to see you. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. Th- that woman, whoever that woman is in the word of God, she didn't play no games. She didn't play no games now. That one thing she didn't do. <laughs> Woo! Boy, that made me want to go pray right now. Because that's some sheer wickedness right there, boy. I mean, if you really think about it, because that type of mentality is running throughout the earth and not just talking about women. That type of spirit that caused her to be like that is still in the earth right today. So if you want to think it's just about a prostitute, oh, no, baby, it's deeper than just a prostitute. You got to think of the spirit that was on that woman and everything she did to be manipulative is the same spirit that can be on a man. Come on now. Come on now. Anyway, I'm going to get up out of here. I really want to do my Valentine's Day stuff, but shoot, I think enough has been said for today. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to it sometime this week, but I think we got the logistics of what God wanted people to know about. Hey, so I love to my uh, angels out there. I love y'all, man, for real, for real. Thank you for helping me not keep uh, dash my foot against the stone. Thank you for being obedient to God and helping me not dash my foot against the stone, but uh, helping me be able to uh, pull myself up by the bootstraps and put my boot on the snake's neck. You feel me? And to my soldiers, I salute you. Stay on the battlefield. You know what I mean? Keep on the whole armor of God. You know what I mean? It's always a reward at the end. You know, God, don't make false promises. You know, if God say he got you, he got you. You know? At the end of the day, ATL 317. Let's get it.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, say I, I appreciate those that have uh, listened in. Um, you know, I've only done this twice now. So uh, we're, it's just going to get better as we go on, you know. But I definitely appreciate uh, the ones that have already, uh, you know, checked out and seen what's going on. So, um, so uh, I guess we can start off with a word of prayer because I, I gotta say today's topic is about uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know Valentine's Day is over with, but we can still talk about statistics, things about Valentine's Day, and a lot of other different things about Valentine's Day that I've done some research and found out. So... So let's get some prayer in the way because uh, at some point I, I'm not really sure whether I'm going to do the word of God first or uh, uh, or do the Valentine Day uh, things I found out first. Um, importancy does not mean, you know, placement. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start some prayer. Okay. Lord Father, I come before you, Lord Father. I just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord Father. I thank you for being uh, an awesome God, a, a merciful God, a God that knows all things, a God that's uh, knowledge is infinite, understanding is infinite. Uh, I just thank you for being a good God, a loving God, a merciful God, because you could be uh, whatever kind of God that you want to be. You could be a wicked God if you wanted to be. You could be a hateful God if you wanted to be. And nobody would be able to tell you the difference or do anything about it. So I thank you for being a loving God and a merciful God. So as we go through your word, Lord Father, I pray to Lord Father that you will help me gain some type of knowledge and understanding and wisdom from your word of God as I go throughout your word and turn your pages in the holy scriptures. I pray, Lord Father, that you would release your people from bondage, Lord Father, that you would break the change of bondage and the secret sins off of their lives, Lord Father, that you would cast the enemy out in, in out of darkness into the dry places, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, allow me and your people to take back the territory that is rightfully ours in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that you tear the Satan's kingdom down in the name of Jesus, that you would tear it down and uh, utterly not allow it to uh, rise again for all evermore in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that we bind that you bind the enemy, bind the enemy's mouth, bind the enemy's hands, bind the enemy's feet, any demonic forces working against me or your people, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that you would bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, that you just bind these spirits that are running rampant throughout the world and throughout the earth so that we can... Um, you know, freely give you your worship and your praise and walk in your statues without being judged or without being persecuted or without being uh, held in bondage, without being manipulated, deceived, robbed, killed, and stole because we're doing 
the rightful thing, the thing that we're supposed to do, and that's to give you the praise and the honor and try and live peacefully with our neighbors and, and so on and so forth. But with the type of turbulence that's going on within this world, which is your world, Lord Father, um, the enemy's not allowing your people to be able to do worship you and do things with you freely without coming up under persecution. So I pray, Lord Father, that you will break the hand of the enemy, shut the mouth of the enemy in the name of Jesus, and cast the enemy out, and cast the enemy out into outer darkness, into the depths of hell, in the name of Jesus. But not my will, Lord Father, but your will be done, as it is on earth, as it is as in heaven, as it is in earth, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, now we got that in the way. So, uh, I'm just going to start where the Bible had opened up. So, I guess, you know, the best thing to do probably would be, since we said a prayer, is to go directly to the Word of God. And then, uh, once we put in the work, and then it's time, fun, fun time. You know, the, the Valentine's Day topic. You know, so, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, put in the work with this Word of God. And then after that, we can move on to some topics that might, you know, might you might uh, help you get a little chuckle here and there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're going to go to Proverbs 7, 7 and 1. And it says, my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the tablet of thine heart. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, it's, it's, it, at the, the first one, it says, my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live in my law as the apple of thy eye. So, Seven and two says keep keep my commandments, and and I'm pretty sure you know what I'm saying if you <laughs> if you were adult teenager whatever the case may be you I mean you know what keeping a commandment is you know what keeping the law is you know you know what keeping man's law is you know uh, shoot man comes up with all kinds of laws and rules. Every day it seems like they're coming up with a, 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 a new rule or a new commandment, you know, man's commandment. You know, uh, they make sure that we, we, we know what the, their rules are and what their commandments are. And everybody knows that, you know, you know, certain things, you know, I mean, certain rules that they set in place. The law of the land, you know, I'm saying to put it uh, simple, the law of the land. So, um, and you know what type of penalty that you would get by not obeying the laws of the land, you know what I'm saying, according to man. You know, if man says, hey, uh, you know, ride a motorcycle with a helmet. And if you ride a motorcycle without a helmet, then we're going to pull you over, give you a ticket, impound your motorcycle, and then you have to pay money to get it out, come to court, pay court costs, pay ticket price, get a lawyer, pay the lawyer price. 
it'll be a whole lot going on. A lot of stuff that you don't want to go through be just because you did not want to wear your helmet. So the best thing to do is just probably go ahead and wear that helmet, and so therefore you can avoid all that unnecessary, you know, all that uh, rigmarole of breaking yourself. <laughs> you know. So anyway, I mean, we know man's laws, but do we know God's commandments? So it says, which God's commandments is definitely the most important of all. So it says, keep my commandments and live. So right after he's saying keep my commandments, he's attaching being, being, you know, it's either life or death. You see what I'm saying? I don't care if you're a demon, angel, human, whatever you are, you know, it's still going to be a life or death deal. You know, and the thing about it is life and death is opposite of each other. If you're, if you're alive, you're not dead. And if you're dead, you're not alive. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So if keeping God's commandment causes you to be alive, and I, I feel like more than one way, it could be a lot of different avenues of being alive, what God's talking about. But I'm just going to talk about the first one that comes to my mind as far as, you know what I'm saying, being alive. So keeping God's commandments will cause you to be alive. I also feel like alive, everlasting alive too. So, you know, uh, keep you alive. So the opposite of that, I mean, is death. So if, if keeping your commandments keeps me alive, so what happens if I don't keep your commandments? Nine times out of ten, that probably means death. So... It says, keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of the of thine eye. So if it said keep my law as the apple of thy eye, you know, and I feel like that's really talking about just really keeping God's law. Also, I think it means probably reading the word of God. Uh, you know, listening to the word of God. You know, they got CD tapes that you can listen to the word of God now, 2020 style. You know, you can listen to preaching, ministering, ministers. Um, you know, it's a lot of different things that you could do 2020 style to uh, keep the, the God's law as the apple of your eye. It doesn't necessarily just mean, to me, my opinion is that it doesn't necessarily mean just the reading of the word, but it could be the listening of the word. Um, you know, a lot of different things, you know, get me? So, um, so it says uh, that they may keep thee from, hold on, say, the apple of thy eye, bind them upon thy fingers. Now that part is talking about, I really feel like that part right there is talking about, you know what I'm saying, as you turn a page in the Bible, the words is on your fingertips. You know what I mean? So you're you're run, you're going through the words. So bind them. Bind, hold on, say bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the tablet of thy heart. So when you writing something on, if you know, because I'm breaking this, I'm breaking this down as I go. Because if you writing on a piece of paper. That means that it's on there. I mean, you know, if you write it on a piece of paper in ink, uh, 
It's on that paper. It ain't no wiping it off, brushing it off like it was some dust on your paper. It's, it's wrote on there. So if the word of God and God's principles and understandings is wrote on the tablets of your heart, tablets, you know, they used to write scriptures and stuff like that on tablets, you know. So the tablets of your heart, that means it's supposed to be always in your heart, you know. And so if, if, if it's on your heart and if something comes about, it seems like that you will get a, a, a type of conviction going. You know what I mean? Like, because it's on your heart. Like, if if I know that I, if I'm trying to get ready to do something wrong and it's on my heart, the tablets of my heart, God's law, then it's going to be kind of hard for me to do that because I'm going to get convicted because it's on my heart. Now, if God's word ain't in my heart, then I probably won't have no conviction and no uh, sensitivity to what I'm gonna do type stuff. You know, and I'm not talking about people that are being abused. I'm not talking about people that are slaves. I'm not talking about anybody that's under some type of bondage and some type of sex trafficking or anything like that. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, just as far as just allow that type of stuff to go on because you're supposed to obey God's law. It's a see this word of God can be a little kind of different if you don't really understand certain things because God does not want you to be a slave. God does not want you to always uh, be up under somebody else's subjection, especially when they're evil, uh, evil entity. So, I mean, that's not what God wants. So when he talks about certain things, you got to remember what type of setting he's talking about this in. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, because if somebody trying to make me be a slave, they're going to have a hard time to go. You know, yeah, we know the word of God says love your neighbor as you love yourself. But do you think God say let your neighbor come over your house and abuse you and beat you up and do whatever he want to do to you and your family? And you supposed to say, OK, well, the word of God says love my neighbor. So I'm going to love you regardless of what you do to me. You know, you have to exercise some type of wisdom when you when you walking with God and, and doing his word and loving God. You have to use some wisdom with that because that's the same stuff that in the old days, the slave master tried to use against the slaves, you know, to keep the slaves under bondage mentally, spiritually and physically. You know, so I don't want to get off into that topic because that's a whole nother episode. We talking about Valentine's Day in a few minutes. So just remember wisdom. Um, okay, it says, Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the woman belonging to someone else, from the stranger who flatters with her words. Hmm. Making you feel good about this is something that I wrote making you feel good about yourself feeling your pride honor okay so it says that they may keep thee from the woman belonging to someone else from the stranger who flatters with her words for at the window of my house I look through my hold on my casement 
the windows of my house, I looked through my casement. Hmm. And behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youth a young woman, void of understanding, passing through the streets near her corner, and he went the way of her in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark of night. And behold, a woman met him with the attire of a harlot, prostitute, and sub sub subtle. I wrote this script. See, I still haven't got it down packed as far as uh, structured out yet. So y'all still bear with me. This is day two, you know, because I already want to have this already wrote out and looked up and everything like that. So anyway, uh, I, so she caught him and so she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face said unto him, had promised sacrifices of peace Today I have pawned my vows. Anyway, I'm gonna start back up where we said it said uh, at seven. Uh, for the wi the window of my house, I looked through my ca casement and beheld among the simple ones a discern a discerning among the youth a young woman void of understanding. Basically, I ain't gonna read all that again, but it talks about uh, it's some it's some woman. And uh, she was dressed like a prostitute. And I don't know how the prostitutes dressed back then. But I know how the prostitutes dress in 2020. <laughs> you know, uh, I know how they dress in 2020. Oh, boy, you can go so many different directions with that. Oh, my God. <sighs> so she was dressed in the, in, in the attire of a prostitute. She caught this man, kissed him, and um hold on, let me read it. It says in the twilight, I'll say passing through the streets near her corner. So she was in the streets near her corner. So wherever she was at, she was circling around where she usually hangs out at. And if she got a certain spot that she usually hang out at where everybody knows where they can get access to her and she knows where everybody can get access to her, see, she, set, she has set up shop in a particular uh, area. You know what I'm saying? So wherever that area, we're talking about 2020 staff. So wherever her area of her choice and her liking she has set up a type of foundation there so that everybody knows where to come to to get the services that she wants to offer. And it said that she's circling around that area. She's not leaving that area, but she still wants to maneuver around and probably do whatever, you know, survey this, survey that, but yet she don't want to stray too far away from the area that everybody knows that she's going to be at because she's already set up a foundation in that particular area and to move too far away from that area means it would take away from her money because she might miss some money she might miss an opportunity to uh allow uh men to come hang out with her uh for a little bit of money 
So that means you you gonna be she'll be messing her money up if she straight too far away from her her uh uh, uh her headquarters. But she wants to circle though. She you know if somebody's always circling around that area, it's like they can't sit still in that certain area. They want to just be all over the place trying to get more people to 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 partake in whatever they want people to partake in which was probably which was her lust what that's what prostitutes do everybody know what a prostitute is you know so anyway it says for the for the window of my house i looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones a discernment see See, the word of God says right there, and you know what I'm saying? This speaks to me, too, in some other different type of a ways. Because the, the word of God says, whoever these people are that this woman is dwelling among and prostituting herself and prostituting herself to, they simple. They lack understanding. They have no understanding. They're simple. Like, they, they can't see beyond what's in front of their face. They can't open, they don't know how to open up their third eye. They're simple. So, with simple people, simple people fall victim to stuff. Easy. Because they're simple. You know, so, this woman is dwelling among the simple why is this why isn't this woman dwelling among the strong minded people? Why isn't she dwell because they're not easy pickings. The strong minded people aren't easy pickings. So of course this woman is going to dwell among the simple where she can get her uh percentage rates up a little bit more a little bit higher. You know, not saying that some people don't fall that are wiser wise in some areas. But her pickings can be a little bit more, her percentage can be a little bit more higher if she dwells among the simple. So it said, and beheld among the simple ones, I discern among the youth a young man void of understanding. Passing through the streets near her corner, and he went the way to her house. This man went to that woman's house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black, dark night. So this man went to this woman's house, this, this prostitute. He went to this prostitute's house in the nighttime, the twilight of the night. So if, why didn't this man go to the woman's house during the daytime? The prostitute's house during the daytime. I mean, if you don't care about what nobody think, and if you ain't doing nothing wrong, then you don't care how much light is shined on you. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you don't care about what you do during the day, who see, whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever. But it, it said he went to her at night when some people are sleeping, ain't nobody moving around. You know what I mean? It's quiet. I can go I can go to the prostitute's house undetected. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can go to this prostitute's house undetected and won't nobody know. And I can have my feel 
of lustful pleasures in the twilight of the night and in the twilight of the dark. See, that's one thing about evil. Evil and uh, uh, not nice intentions like to do things in the dark. And the dark represents not being able to see. Nobody else able to see. You know, your deeds don't be exposed. See, when he went to when he said he went to the prostitute, he didn't want what he was doing to be exposed because he already know what he was doing was wrong. He know going to that prostitute was wrong. That's why he did it in the dark. In the twilight of the dark. So it said, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and beheld a woman met him. So it said he went to her, and then it said the woman met him with the attire of a harlot. So she already knew he was coming to see her. And she, and she, he, 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 he can't wait to get to her, and she can't wait to get to him. Because it said she, it didn't say she was chilling at her house waiting on him. It said that she met him, which means she met him halfway. Or whatever the case might be. You feel what I'm saying? She met him. She went to him. And it said he went to her. And when, he, and when she went to him, she made sure she had on something that was going to entice him. And arouse the lustful pleasures that was she already know was in him because he wouldn't even came that way. He probably already been with that woman before. You see what I'm saying? So he already know. So she gonna make sure. So she gonna she gonna dress in attire that's gonna seduce him, entice him to continue on to continue on in the act of what she already knows he wants. You see what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is she already knew this man. She already knew who this man was. So they didn't probably, if she's a prostitute nine times out of ten, that means they already had some dealings before. So why is this woman, if she's already knowing that they didn't have dealings before, why is she still dressed in, in something sexy? Because she want to make sure that he's going to be a repeat customer. <laughs> you know she gonna make sure that he's a repeat customer so she gonna make sure she look good and smell good come running to him you know meeting him halfway she wants to keep him coming back so anyway it said and beheld a woman met him with the attire of a harlot, prostitute, and pseudo of heart. I, I'm going to have to break that word down next time we revisit this. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah, I did already break it down, didn't I? Hold on. What well, it said, number two, it said, crafty, cunning, snake, difficult to detect. Okay. Now, it says right there. Okay, okay. It says, and she met him with the attire of a harlot. And a crafty, cunning, uh, snaky-like, difficult to detect. 
Okay. Of heart. So this says this was in her heart. That's S-U-B-T-I-L. I can't remember. Subdutal. It's, it's, whatever this word is, I remember. I just can't really pronounce it, but it's talking about the same thing that the snake, the, the snake did in the Garden of Eden. S-U-B-T-I-L. It's, that word was used also when uh, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and the snake. So it said she had the same stuff going on in her heart. So basically she didn't even care about that man really. She didn't love that man. She could care less about if that man got killed, if that man's family is doing good, if that anything, you know, like normal people would care about. She didn't care about that man because it says right there in the word of God that in her heart was already some crafty stuff going on. It was already some cunning stuff going on. And it was already some snaky stuff going on that's hard to detect. So all this is going on in her heart and she's meeting him on on the outside, she's dressed like a prostitute, smelling good, smell like bath and body works on the outside. And then on the inside of her, she got crafty, cunning, snake-like behaviors on the inside. And she ran to meet him. So you mean to tell me she ran to meet him because she missed him and she want to live and spend a whole lifelong time with this man? And she got all those things in her heart already. Yeah, right. He probably didn't know no better because he couldn't see that woman's heart. He can only see her dressed in an attire of a harlot to, to appeal to his, 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 uh, his physical nature, his, his, you know, his, his sexuality. She wants to appeal to his sexuality, but she's not revealing the, the crafty, cunning, and snake-like mentality that she has on the inside of her. So that means she's being deceptive. So anyway, this says she is loud and stubborn. Her feet do not abide in her house. Now without, now in the streets, she lies in wait at every corner. Whew. That woman busy doing bad stuff. It says she lies at every corner. And see that thing about I, I got like, like ten more. I'm just gonna do like ten more minutes or something. But it, it talks about she didn't only just stand at one corner and set up shop on one corner and run to meet men. She set up shop on every corner she possibly could. With you gotta think about it. If she's setting up, if she's at every corner setting up shop. Of 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 for, fornication and lust, and she's setting up lust at every corner she can, like like it's a candy store. Ooh, I'm gonna set up a lust shop over there. I'm gonna set up a lust and sinning shop over there. I'm gonna set up a lust and sinning shop over here. So she's just everywhere trying to set up lustful and sinful shops everywhere to draw in people. She so it says so she caught him and so she caught him and kissed him 
and with an important and an important, I can't say that word, face said unto him, probably a face that he didn't recognize was an evil face. I want to look up that word, but I don't have that much time right now to do that. So I know what it's talking about. A face that you wouldn't think that she had nothing going on in her heart, basically. So she called him and kissed him with a impudent face, said unto him, I have promised sacrifice of peace today, and I have paid my vows. So she kissed him. And, that you know, sometimes when somebody kiss you, they're trying to project on you that they're a friend. That they're, they're they they have they love you that they care about you that you know a lot of good positive things is is what causes people to want to kiss you. So we have a woman here dressed like a prostitute trying to appeal to my sexual nature, got the heart of a snake, and she kissing me to make me feel like she's cool. That what's in her heart ain't really what's in her heart. Ooh, it, that, that can get real nasty. So, it said, and then she told him, I had promised sacrifice of peace today. I had paid my vows. Therefore, I came forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face. And I have found thee. So now she telling this man, I'm gonna give you the rundown. <laughs> I only got like I got like two more minutes. I'm gonna be on here. So she get she told this man, I'm gonna break it down. She ran and met this man diligently to come see him. That means hey, I care about you because I'm coming to you. Then she then she's dressed like a harlot, appealing to his sexual nature. Then she's not telling him that she's got snaky type of intentions and crafty intentions on the inside of her. And then she kissed him to project to him that, hey, we cool and I care about you. And then she told this man, hey, I just got done. I just came back from church. I just got out of church and paid my vows to the most high God. And that means I'm trying to let you know I'm a spiritual type of person. And if I'm trying to let you see that I'm not a spiritual type of person and that I believe in the most high God like that, then that means you should trust me. <laughs> Man, and that's just a little paragraph. This woman did everything. She wasn't playing no games. Come on, and then she's on every corner, setting up shop. This woman wasn't playing no games. And it said, I had, I had decked my bed with coverings of, uh, what's it, tap, pat, some kind of scent, with carved works, with fine linen, with fine linen from, linen from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. So she trying to tell this man, hey, not only do I smell good and I look good, I got my house smelling good. The bed that we gonna, we gonna be laying on, it smell good. The linen is from the finest of Egypt. It's gonna feel good, it gonna smell good. I look good, I'm kissing you, we best friends. She and I, and she didn't tell him that 
she's already been on every corner. She didn't tell him that in her heart, she's really a snake. She's really cunning. She's really crafty and hard to detect what I got going on. She told him, I just got back from church. I paid my vows to God. I look good. My bed's the fine linen and it smell good. And I'm kissing you because I care about you. And I met you halfway because I was anxious to see you. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. Th that woman, whoever that woman is in the word of God, she didn't play no games. She didn't play no games now. That one thing she didn't do. <laughs> Woo! Boy, that made me want to go pray right now. Because that's some sheer wickedness right there, boy. I mean, if you really think about it, because that type of mentality is running throughout the earth and not just talking about women. That type of spirit that caused her to be like that is still in the earth right today. So if you want to think it's just about a prostitute, oh, no, baby, it's deeper than just a prostitute. You got to think of the spirit that was on that woman and everything she did to be manipulative is the same spirit that can be on a man. Come on now. Come on now. Anyway, I'm going to get up out of here. I really want to do my Valentine's Day stuff, but shoot, I think enough has been said for today. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to it sometime this week, but I think we got the logistics of what God wanted people to know about. Hey. So I love to my uh, angels out there. I love y'all, man, for real, for real. Thank you for helping me not keep uh, dash my foot against the stone. Thank you for being obedient to God and helping me not dash my foot against the stone, but uh, helping me be able to uh, pull myself up by the bootstraps and put my boot on the snake's neck. You feel me? And to my soldiers, I salute you. Stay on the battlefield. You know what I mean? Keep on the whole armor of God. You know what I mean? It's always a reward at the end. You know, God, don't make false promises. You know, if God say he got you, he got you. You know? At the end of the day, ATL 317. Let's get it. Ugh.